Uh, we normally play my own system, Shattered Worlds, over on my show. Um, so this will be fun to try something a little bit different. I don't know what that voice was, but it was fun. You might hear that one again. <laughs> hey, guys. We're doing a one-off here with Matt Longfellow of... Uh, what's your podcast again? Is it Sea Dogs? Yep, I'm alongside uh, Patrick McCarthy, who is uh, kind of the editor, and the DM over there is uh, Tom Bergignon. And uh, we also have an offshoot called Nilbog's Tavern, which you were part of, where I play the bartender Clive. You and I interacted for the first time. I played my dastardly NPC from uh, Shattered Worlds RPG, Yifram Silvertongue. And uh, and I did something real surprising at the end of that episode. <laughs> you did, and uh, I won't waste the surprise. If you got, you guys can go see a uh, search for it on the Sea Dogs uh, podcast and uh, check it out. But uh, I think it's like episode six, if I'm not mistaken, or five. Oh man, I love nothing more than to be on other people's podcasts because I don't have to do the the heavy lifting, you know. Yeah, and I love the uh, the voice of uh, Nilfram. Is that? Oh, Yifram. Yifram, yeah. sorry. Oh, man. Yeah, a player of ours created him and played him quite a bit. But when I started playing him, he just got even cheesier and uh, <laughs> slimier. <laughs> Shyster, that's the word I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, real scummy lawyer. Um, but, he, but he's also kind of a prince of the Yafrit, so he's he's kind of uh, like he wanted to make good on his own, so he, he got a job, but he's super lazy. So <laughs> <laughs> he, he was a union representative, basically a mafia guy, and was like, hey, can I be a lawyer? And they got him a fake degree. So. Awesome. You're in the mean streets of Chicago. It's a, it's a cold, dark night. There's still a little snow on the ground from uh, from the week. It was real heavy, but it has mostly melted. And thankfully, the rain has subsided. And so, uh, man, you've been tracking this uh, person that you've suspected of having kidnapped your charge you've been assigned to uh find this kid his name is perry bassrain <laughs> listeners to my show might laugh i don't know <laughs> <laughs> uh perry is a young intern at the radio station kcmx and he disappeared last week and the uh president of the corporation that runs the station it's a friend of his kid so you know it's political they want to keep it quiet the kid was was into some was into some shit drugs and uh hanging out with a rough crowd so you're worried that you'll you'll just find him uh not find him because somebody hit his body or something or maybe he got high and fell off a a thing into the water. There's water in Chicago, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> yeah, you got the Chicago River, you've got Lake Michigan. All right. I've never been to Chicago, obviously. Beautiful city in the summer. <laughs> cool. 
so you've tracked the last person that saw him is a a kind of uh, strung out opiate user named Jill, and her friends call her Stumpy because she had an accident, some sepsis or whatever, and they took off half of her foot. Lovely. She's been into some sex work and other things, and so you've been following her all over the city, uh, but she still hasn't turned up with Perry. Does she know I'm following her? Uh, Not to the best of your knowledge, but I'm glad you said something, because it's time for a sneaking flip, my friend. All right, so how do we want to do this? Uh, So the way this works is you add up your dots in sneaking, and I pick a... I pick a thing here. It's either wit or presence. I'm going to say it's presence. It's almost like you have a sixth sense about who's around and uh, got your head on a swivel. You're ducking okay. from shadow to shadow. Okay. You've got your, your story set up in case somebody wonders why you're skulking about. So that's six cards. Plus, you get one for being healthy. So flip seven cards. All right. Tell me how many uh, face cards you get. Well, it's actually 10 up to ace is a success. Oh, my God. I I literally, I'm not joking. I just flipped two jokers. Oh, snap. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) And, and, And one face card. Okay, so so she walks down a uh, narrow street between two tall warehouse buildings. Uh, you're near the water, just coincidentally near where somebody uh, you know of people have been found near this place on the water. Uh, a couple of kids committed suicide here last year. Um, there's like a big high drop. Um, but it's been all fenced off by the cops. You're not allowed to go here. And you followed her through one of those like pulled up fences. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get down to the end of this narrow street. And all of a sudden you realize that somebody has pulled a bulldozer and a bunch of junk and uh, and wood and other stuff. And made a barricade at the end of this street. Okay. And you look around behind you and uh you see so she's still down there by the by the junk, but you get a feeling and you look around and you turn around just in time to see a two by four hit your face. Okay. <laughs> I would like to try to <laughs> if possible, try to instinctually throw up my uh arm with the shield bracelet and see oh, if nice. I can okay. see if I can ignite that shield quick enough to block it. Okay, nice. Uh, so I'm going to roll brawn plus melee and see what happens. Oh, shit. <laughs> that person got no successes and one joker. So they did not miss. He he stumbles, drops the, the or it hits the wall next to you and then drops. His hands are shaking like, owie. And then he falls to one knee. And two more guys come out of the shadows at you. All right. Uh, I will take a defensive stance with the shield uh, 
still kind of uh, when it when it hits it kind of flashes like a blue energy but it's nice. almost translucent when it's not being hit nice so i'm just i'm gonna give it uh it takes one away from from damage okay and he hits you and it bounces off the shield and you're like yeah nailed it and then his pipe bounces off the shield and hits him in the noggin <laughs> and he is injured <laughs> <laughs> he As he says that, just deadpan, I go, oh, that's got to hurt. Okay, there is a thing in this game called catchphrase that they do on Pretend Friends. I, we can try to incorporate it. If you, if you ever think of a funny catchphrase you want to do, it's wit plus perform. If you're, if you're healthy, that, that'd be three cards. So do you want to try it? Uh, I gotta think of something good first. <laughs> okay, so the last guy swings on you. Ooh, this one's gonna hurt. Okay, oh so it bounces off the shield, but uh, you hear a snap as it comes off, hits your wrist, and then your face. Um, you can use your dodge to uh, negate this, or you can try to block it with i guess melee or your magic uh yeah i'll say uh after the first two hits the shield kind of wavered a little bit and uh, i saw that it was falling coming down and so i would try to bring my left arm around with my staff to kind of deflect the blow a little bit okay so that's a melee and brawn that's three and then plus one because you're still healthy so that'll be four cards all right and I just discard all those other ones. Don't put them back in the deck, right? Right, right. All right. That way and that other joker is floating around there. And how many again? Four. All right. I just realized the first guy got a, a queen of hearts. Oh. I won't do that to you. <laughs> uh, I have a four, a seven, a ten, and a five. A four, a seven, a ten, and a five. Okay, so you block one and then one gets through. So you take one damage. You know what? We never we never picked an ultimate for your presence. So if we think of presence as your spiritual power, um, could that be kind of like a uh, uh, something having to do with intimidation? Maybe. Yeah, we'll call it make yourself look big. Which I am six foot four. Nice. <laughs> So you put your hands up in the air like Cat from Red Dwarf. <laughs> so you just took one damage, so now you're injured. All right. And uh, uh, the girl says, stop! I keep my eyes on the gentleman. All the guys stop moving, and it's like they're waiting for further orders. Uh, while staring at them, uh, I just glance back real quick to make sure she's not coming up on me with another weapon and look back at the gentleman and s just look at them and say, yeah, good choice, fellas. Okay. Uh, so let's see. She does something weird with her hands and yeah, this wall of black energy appears between you and the guys. And uh, you hear screams coming out of it. It's real scary. Uh, you haven't seen this this type of magic before. 
So I'm going to make you roll a presence and uh, let's just call it presence and magic. What the hell? You get eight cards to flip. All right. This is basically just to avoid being stricken with terror. Gotcha. Six, seven, and eight. All right. So I've got two face cards, uh, Jack of Clubs and Queen of Clubs, uh, a 10, and the rest are uh, number cards under 10. Cool. All right. Yeah, you nailed it. You see like weird inky tentacles coming out of it. You hear, uh, you got any family members that were mean to you? (laughs) (laughs) Coming out of it. Eddie Dean in the books used to hear from his brother a lot. Uh, I do have a uh, a fairy godmother that can be awfully uh, evil at times, but you have a fairy godmother. Ah, yes, I do. She lives in the Fey Wild. (laughs) All right. So yeah, you hear some bully from your childhood, and then you hear her like, "Calm down." Don't be rude. And uh, you're like, oh, nice. And the fear just fades away. And then you hear her behind you climbing the barricade of junk. Wait! Okay. (laughs) Do you want to head after? Hell's bells. Yeah, and I start taking taking off after. So um, you get to the barricade, and it's a big mofo. You look back, and the, the black stuff is still going. You see she gets to the top, and she looks at you as if expectant, like she's expecting you to follow her. Okay. Is it basically uh, something I can climb? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, you're um, terrible at climbing. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, is, do I, as I peek around, is there an easier route around that I can tell? You see a door to your right that looks... Uh, it might be chained or something from the back, but it looks just normal from your position. Okay. I, I, do, I try to open it normally first. Okay, you reach the thing, and it's clearly, like, locked. Uh, hell's bells. I uh, position myself right in front of the door, and I just say, Fozari! And I have a gust of powerful wind just come forth. Mm, cool. All right, that'll be magic plus presence, uh, you're injured, so just eight. Eight? Yeah. All right. Ace, jack, jack. Uh, so I got uh, two aces and two jacks. The rest nice. are low number. Four successes, yeah. You just do your little command word, and uh, <laughs> wind swirls down from above. You see all kinds of detritus and cigarette butts and a a rock poster and they all swirl around your head and the door just explodes inward and you see chains rattling and it goes flying and you see it bounce off the bottom of a floor and go up over a railing and just makes a horrible clatter and uh and then all that all that's inside there is the light that comes from your uh your pendant yeah which i would uh, if it was dark in there as soon as i walk in i just touch it and it would kind of start glowing with a, a light blue cool so you're in there and you see a tiny kind of greenish light off to your left um so there must still be power going to this place at a exit door that is okay. unchained 
All right, so I would definitely head in the direction I would assume she's heading. Okay. If you, I can't see her anymore once I'm in this room, correct? Right. Um, I do start yelling out just in case she can hear me. Okay. I'm not going to hurt you. <laughs> I just want to talk. Okay. And, uh, yeah, you get to that door, and then you realize that the goons have come through the door you just left, and uh, they're kind of looking around trying to find out where you are. Would uh, you I, cover up I, the light, perchance? Yeah, I would immediately just, as I touch and just the force of will, it, it goes completely black again, okay. and I just stand up against the wall in the darkness. Uh, I've got full-length uh, dark red duster that I wear that I just kind of like oh, kind of yeah. put around and just stand there waiting. Tuck next to the door. Uh, I'll give them a difficult flip here. They're terrible. I'll just make it three cards. Uh, and they're kind of fanning out around the, the warehouse. And then uh, one of them sees you and he shouts, what do you do now? Um, and he's not there... the one that's closest to you. There's one that's closest to you that looks back at him trying to figure out where he's pointing. Uh, are they any of them still carrying weapons or are they just bare fisted? Yeah, they're all still carrying okay. random improvised weapons. Uh, if I uh, see a area I could run for without getting cut off, I'm going to try to do that. Um, well, I mean, you're at this door. You could try it. Okay, no, I will try that if, uh, if I'm closest to the door. Okay, you push in the bar, and it, it's clearly got a little lock of some kind. Ah, hell's bells. Uh, so I look back again, and uh, is there anything on the ceiling at all, like hanging down by chance? Um, yeah, there's some kind of uh, lifting device near you okay. that's, that's uh, it's like uh, the bottom of some sort of elevator thing that brings people up and down. I just kind of look at the guys and goes, listen, fellas, what's that? And I just point up uh -huh. and just trying to do the old <laughs> distraction technique. Okay. I, uh, so that's going to be charm and lying, which you have none in. So <laughs> roll, flip three cards. Well, at least I won't know. I won't get a joker. Uh, seven, five, and a king. Oh, you got a success. Okay. Yeah, they all three look up. <laughs> now what? <laughs> I just kind of go, oh, dumbasses. And uh, as they look around, I swing the uh, staff around, hit the one guy in the kneecap, and kind of try to then, uh, if the another guy's within, not too far away, I'll try to come They're back around. about 30 feet apart. Okay. All right. Uh, in a, in well, a bit of a triangle. There's one maybe 10, 15 feet away from you. Okay. Yeah. The nearest guy, I'll just kind of run up as he's looking around, just slash the staff out just to kneecap him, uh, keep cool. him from chasing me. Nice. Okay. That'll be melee plus. Uh, should it be agility or brawn? They're both one dot. Uh, let's call it brawn. So that'll be three cards. All right. Uh, yeah, just a six, seven, and an eight. Okay, no good. He does all kinds of crazy acrobatic maneuvers and gets out of your way. Um, Oops. all of a sudden the door blasts open, and the other two guys are like, "Oh shit!" And uh, and this like fiery dragon shape comes just 
blasting into the warehouse, lighting everything up in this creepy red. The guy next to you with the pipe looks over at it, and he's he's stricken with terror. Uh, okay, that's new. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and this this came in from the opposite side from of the, the door, door that you were next to just now. Oh, the geez. locked door. Uh, how big is this thing? It's uh, it's maybe like twenty feet long and a few feet round, you know, that's neck and its head. Uh, and it's okay. like made of fire. It seems like fantastic. Um, if I can sneak behind it to go through the door it just came out of, I will try to do that. Okay, cool. You're gonna have to go. You could either go quickly with athletics, or you could sneak, and. You're probably gonna want to go sneak. Yeah, <laughs> you're super good at sneaking. That that'll be eight cards. All right, and sneaking in presence. Jack, king, and a queen. Uh, queen of diamonds. That's and, awesome. Um, okay, the guy next to you, he can see you now, so he comes rearing back and tries to swing on you, and you just slide into a shadow just on the outside edge of his pipe and it bounces off the the railing and he's like ah and his arms all shaking and shit and you see your path to the door and you bust over there uh you don't think the other two guys saw you and you look behind all the fire is that chick with a wand like kind of controlling it okay and it whaps out and gets a guy oh okay so she's going after those guys. Yeah, it murderates that guy. He just falls down screaming as flames take over his body. And she goes, go, go, go. I just don't even know what to say. And I just kind of get behind her. It's like, forget them. Follow us. <laughs> nice. Okay, yeah. She the, All the fire comes back into her wand. And the door closes and locks. Oh, nice. That was a pretty neat trick. Okay, so... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm impressed. She waves her wand again, and a dumpster slides over and blocks the door. And now you're in the area that the, the cops blocked off, and you see a, a kind of muddy, dirty hill that goes up, and that's kind of the, the hill that people would jump off or the mob would throw bodies off. And uh, there's just a little kind of street light shining a... a circle of light on top of the thing and she's running that direction i uh i try to keep pace with her which uh hopefully shouldn't be too hard with my longer pace hold up <laughs> she's like we gotta go we gotta go perry's in the boat perry he's alive come on are you new let's go and i start to pace next to her and it's like fine lead the way Okay, she gets to the top, and she's going full speed, and she just jumps off the edge and kind of moves her arms, you know. She does a crazy jump down to the down to the boat. Let's see how she does. <laughs> oh, man, she almost misses the boat entirely, hits the, the, the part at the back, the starboard, and falls kind of her legs fall into the water. And uh, you know that water is real cold, so oh, yeah. she might not be able to hang on very long. 
and then you see uh, your charge, the guy you're you're looking for, Perry. He does not look the same as he did in the pictures. His hair is like shooting out on all sides. It's all like black with like streaks of glittery silver. His face is almost reptilian. If that, I don't know, like he lost a lot of weight, but his eyes are kind of freaky looking. And he's just looking up at you as if he's expecting you to jump. <laughs> uh, well, I, I actually don't just continue running. I do actually stop and look down as I see her take that plunge. And I just kind of bite my lower lips like, God damn it. Perry! And does he acknowledge his name when I yell it out? Yeah, I mean, he clearly recognizes the name. Okay. But he doesn't say anything. Uh, is the boat taking off or is it just standing still? You think he's waiting for you. And it's got a little okay. motor that's like putt-putting. Yeah, I take a one last glance behind me. And uh, is there a way to just slide down this slope or is it a dead drop-off? Uh, you look over and you see, yeah, like big chunks of rock and concrete rebar sticking out. Ugh. You could probably slowly crawl down. Uh, but but sliding down could be yeah. a little painful. Uh, okay, I was like, God, son of a bitch. <laughs> all right, I just back up, and I was like, all right, kind of just uh, kiss my uh, uh, pinnacle necklace real quick and just take off. Try to I try to hit, even though I know it's going to be cold as shit. I just aim for the water because it's like I'm not landing on this boat. I'll just probably go right through it like a cartoon. Nice. All right, uh, you're jumping. That's going to be a brawn plus athletics you have one card <laughs> all right come and on probably have to use some of that drive yes um so how do we uh so just flip one card and let's see what happens all right uh 10 nice okay you jump, <laughs> you're flying through the air and then perry kind of blinks and his mouth grimaces a little bit and you float sort of down at a 45 degree angle towards the boat and you're just like dusters swinging out all over like nice. it almost hits your face like the wind is just just holding you and you come down and you like land next to the girl on the back of the boat and then you both help get her out of the water and she is shivering julie andrews eat your heart out yeah <laughs> okay i have to reshuffle hold on okay so i'm gonna say roll no flip <laughs> uh let's see investigation and wit so that'll be six cards just uh it's like an invest or a perception check in D. &D. gotcha one two three you said seven Six. Six? Okay. Uh, I've got an ace and a ten, and the rest are just low number cards. You're good. You hear uh, the, the chop-chop of a helicopter's rotors off in the distance, but you haven't seen any lights yet. I, I just glance over at Perry. Uh, I make sure the girl's actually in the boat also and mm -hmm. all right. Yeah, she's just laying down between you guys, and uh, you see a duffel bag. It's got some towels in it. Um, I grab one of the towels, hand it to her, and I just might kneel down to her real quick. It's like, you okay? And I look back at Perry also. It's like, go, go. Okay. He 
uh, drops the uh, the the thing in the water, <laughs> the propeller, and the boat starts going out into the Chicago water river. Yeah, <laughs> what's that river called? Uh, Chicago River, which uh, goes into Lake Michigan. Nice. Okay. So or, da- or into town, whichever way. Headed out into Lake Michigan. You see a few boats with their lights off on the, the edge of the water. Um, you, you think you see the tugboat off in the distance, and uh, the helicopter rotors are getting closer. And then something really weird happens. Of course. Which is as... Uh, as what's his name Perry is talking to her and trying to get her to talk you see straight ahead this sort of weird goldish shimmer start to appear maybe 20 or 30 feet wide but it's close enough that it would be very hard to avoid at your current speed and it's like starting to to stretch open and like there's something beyond it but you can't quite make out what it is uh, as I see this being uh, a uh, knowledgeable in portals, um, having uh, gone through a few myself into uh, the Feyland, the Feywild, um, would I recognize this as something similar? It's a little similar, but you don't recognize the area beyond it. And then you see it start to, to get into the water, and you hear a kind of spilling noise. And you realize there's no water on that side, and your boat is going right towards it. Uh, it's like Perry, no. <laughs> he turns around and he goes, oh, "What?" And uh, and I try to reach for the controls. Okay, it's like, no. Grab that bar, and you're trying to turn it, and the boat starts to spin sideways, and then the whole thing tips and goes through, uh, and you and all go flying. Starts- as it starts to tip, I actually kind of reach down, grab, um, anchor myself to the side of the boat, and then I grab uh, Jill to keep her from falling out. Okay. She starts screaming, roll, and uh, uh, you don't have piloting or athletics. So it's going to be uh, one card for Braun. <laughs> All right. Come on, baby. Or Queen no, of Hearts. Would be agility, which is also one card. What'd you get? Queen of Hearts. Queen of Hearts. That's a critical. So we'll call that three cards. So you're all bracing yourself for a long fall. And you all roll sideways. And it's like six feet down. And the water is just pouring through. And you realize the sun's out. The ground is like baked hard pan. And the water is seeping into it and all the cracks. And uh, the rift, like, kind of sews itself shut. And uh, the boat cuts in half, and half of it falls onto the earth. And that's where you are. I kind of catch myself, make sure no dislocated joints or elbows or ankles or anything, and immediately make sure Jill's all right. Are you okay? Yeah, they're both conscious. Uh, they they both managed to avoid serious injury, and you are all in a weird, different place. You hear the the whistling of the wind. You realize that it's a hot, it's a hot maybe summer day. 
the it seems a little bit overcast, but you you can clearly see two suns off in the distance. And the weird thing is they're not in the place where they should be, even if it was daytime where you just came from in relation to, you know, the way the boat was pointed and all that. You see a small swarm, I guess, of big birds. It could be crows or maybe vultures uh, about half a mile or 500 feet, something like that, off the opposite direction of the suns. I just kind of look around, jaw kind of half open. <laughs> okay. Perry and Jill are real freaked out. Apparently they have never gone through a magical portal before because they are tripping. So as I'm standing around, I, I kind of look and see the two sons and literally out loud go, Motherfucker, I'm on Tatooine. <laughs> it's official, guys. Tatooine is part of this universe. <laughs> and uh, just FYI, I, I happen to have a vintage Star Wars shirt under my duster. Nice. Very nice. Okay. Um, Perry and Jill almost start to laugh, but they're not in a serious mood. Um, and you, you realize that maybe they were mixed up in something and were on the run from the bad guys. And, uh, and maybe they thought this was a long shot to get away from them. So you, you've clearly gotten away from those guys, but they have some questions. Yeah. Perry looks at you and he goes, what kind of magic is this, man? Well, first things first, you got any lotion, man? Cause your skin looks just horribly dry. <laughs> he looks offended. And then he rummages through the duffel bag and, and finds a bunch of medicated lotion. <laughs> it's like, no, seriously, man, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't look anything like your picture. What what are you guys into? Oh, and then his face kind of goes back to normal, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And you realize uh, it's the same young guy from your picture. Gotcha. Uh, radio station intern. Yeah, we'll put a pin in that. Okay. <laughs> and you realize Jill looks super healthy, like she maybe isn't even actually a drug addict. And uh, almost like maybe she went undercover. You don't know, but it's like that magical glamour has just disappeared. And here you are, two wizards and a normal in a strange, distant land. First of all, are those your real names, Perry and Jill? Who am I dealing with here? Perry's like, yeah, I'm Perry Bassrain. Who the fuck are you? I handed my card. I was hired to find you. Okay, your card is sopping wet. Don't mind that. It's like, it... although I guess you weren't in the water very long. Oh, but I, a whole bunch of it poured on the three of you as yeah. the the rift closed. I up. just kind of wipe it okay. on my inner shirt. Like, here, yeah, Clive Blackstone, private detective. Did my dad hire you? No, your uh, friend's dad president of the radio station oh man wow i'm glad he hired a wizard that's weird <laughs> yeah well let's not uh get too excited uh do either of you know what the hell just happened 
Jill gets to her feet and you realize uh, that uh, she has a, a foot. It's a barefoot, but um, yeah, she has a, a full foot. So her, her disguise was uh, very sophisticated. She says, we've got to get back. I, I'm supposed to watch my sister's kid in the morning. Like, wh- what are we doing here? How do we get back? I don't think we're in Kansas anymore, Jill. <laughs> okay, so um, it's probably good to do a divination flip here. All right. How would you um, use divination in this scenario? Concentrate, uh, sit down and say, okay, give me a moment. Okay, just don't talk. Um, I would uh, get into a spot that's um, either dry or wet. It doesn't matter. And uh, kind of with my uh, staff, just scrape a circle into the dirt. Okay. And it said, don't cross the circle while I'm inside of it, please. Okay, Jill's starting to nod and she... She like, I don't know, makes a hand gesture to Perry like she's seen this kind of thing before. And I uh, I kind of set the staff off to the side outside the circle and kind of sit cross-legged inside the circle. Does it like stand straight on its end? No, no, no. <laughs> okay. It's not that cool. It's got a kickstand. It kind of like a little three, two little legs yeah. pop. <laughs> I uh, take the little sewing kit out of my pocket and take the needle out. Okay. And I uh, poke my finger to get some blood going and squeeze Ooh. it. And I, and I touch the circle from the inside and a very brief kind of like light shoots like around the circle and connects it. And then you see a very quick shimmer cylinder go upward around me and then it kind of disappears again. Cool. And then I just sit there and um, start to meditate and um, try to um, determine where on earth literally i am if indeed i'm on earth just by concentrating on the forces around me cool flip eight cards all right i might have to shuffle again one two three four five and need to shuffle all right six seven and eight Uh, i've got an ace a king and a queen Awesome. Three successes. You're starting to realize that you're in a big desert. There's mountains to the south, if south is to the right of suns in this world. Mm -hmm. Um, There's some kind of water, you think, off to the west. And the desert just extends endlessly in, in all the other directions. Uh, but you can't sense anything from Earth, like nothing, nada. Okay. And you get a, a a word for those birds, and you think they're ravens. And there's also two humanoid figures coming across the desert in your direction. As I'm sitting in there, just like a silent mouth to myself, sand people, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, if that's all I'm kind of picking up, uh, I'll like open my eyes and I kind of just break the circle with my hand and the energy fades and I stand up and grab my staff, dust myself off. Well, we're not on earth anymore. Oh shit. And we've got two individuals coming towards us. Perry's like, if we're not on earth, um, where are we guy? Uh, I have no idea at the moment, but uh, I suggest uh, 
we head away from whatever is coming towards us because I have a feeling they're not going to be friendly. Just call that a hunch. <laughs> they're coming from about the northwest, so you're just going to head southeast? Um, would that be the direction of the mountains or away from the mountains? Uh, what did I say? The mountains are to the south. So you'd kind of yeah. be headed more or less in the direction of the mountains, but the opposite direction of the people. Actually, you know what? I would want to head in the direction of what I assume is where the suns would set. Okay. Uh, whichever, if I can even determine that right now, I don't know. I mean, if it's normal Earth, they'd probably set in the west, right? Well, that would be kind of heading back towards those guys. Um, yeah. I would want to head towards the mountain since it's really the only visible um, sign. But if I see those ravens, are they away from where these two individuals are coming from? They're just off to the west about, like I okay. said, 500 feet maybe? Yeah. Tell you what, uh, I'm just thinking about it, looking at the mountains, looking at the flock of ravens, um, kind of s- circling around. And uh, I'm going to actually head towards the birds. Nice. Okay. So the figures stop maybe a thousand feet away from you. And you realize that the girl has turned the three of you through some kind of magic into coyotes. And you're just tromping along as a coyote. Uh, So it's kind of like you're invisibly floating above a coyote body. And you're headed, headed off to the west. That's impressive. Yeah. Uh, roll a investigation plus intelligence. That's that's six cards. Again, <laughs> it's a flip. I gotta remember the. Flip. <laughs> All right, not bad. Uh, Ace ten and a king. You can tell that one of them has a spyglass. You just caught a glint off of it. Mm-hmm. Unless it's a scope from a rifle. Uh, yeah, I don't take any chances, and I kind of keep moving hard, okay. moving targets a little harder to hit. Are you going to run? Yeah, I'm going to kind of uh, move as fast as I can without completely busting a gut. You hear a really shrill whistle come from the direction of the figures, and uh, everybody flip. It's going to be a presence and survival check so four cards ah crap uh i got a jack and a king but i also got a joker Uh uh-oh okay so you again you feel that like freaky fear of uh a new kind of magic that gets in your bones and the birds kind of stop flapping and they just are kind of gliding and it uh, looks like they might even be just headed away from you now. Perry and Jill keep going, but you feel like a roiling in your guts, and you feel like you're going to puke, and it stops you from running. You're just kind of like Ugh. humping it, but you feel real gross. <laughs> yeah, I just say, wait, wait. They stop. Um uh, they keep going. You want to try to convince them to stick around? <laughs> Hold on. Wait. <laughs> okay. Guys. 
Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. Do you want to say anything to try to keep him from running away? Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I just do my best to say, stop. <laughs> if, if they don't stop, I just, <laughs> I just pull the uh, revolver out of my pocket, and just kind of fire a shot in the air. Oh shit! All right, roll or uh, flip a, a charm and persuasion roll. That'll be five cards. All right. Uh, one jack. The rest are low, under ten. All right, they both stop. And they're like, what the hell? Stop! Up. <laughs> and you're just like clutching <laughs> your gut and stumbling forward. And you look down and this coyote looks all fucked up. He's like having trouble walking and, and like drools coming out. Just a and second. And then you hear, hell! From that, the two out in the distance. I uh, put the gun away and I just, I, I try to compose myself to see if this mm-hmm. passes. And I, I just ready myself with a, a shield just in case I, I do think that is a gun they have um, that if I hear a see a retort or anything. Oh, okay. Um, so you're making a like a magic shield around you? I'm just preparing it to just call to my mind if uh, if I even sense that a, a shot's been fired. Nice. Okay. Um, the girl yells back, what do you want? Shit! And, uh, <laughs> and they say... We're uh, we're humble travelers. We should meet up, talk. What do you say? What what would it be the kind of insight there? Uh, this in- interaction sounds like Earth talk to you. <laughs> okay, um, I do sense that I'm still in coyote form, though, right? Yeah. So, but they they hear us talking. Um, shit. And they're still about way like thousand feet, eight hundred feet away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they haven't moved from their their stopped okay. position. Shit. Uh, what is uh did Jill and Perry stop when they were yelling back or they keep running? Uh yeah, they're they're kinda inching their way towards you and they're like, Hurry up, let's go. Hold on. Trying to whisper across, you know, a hundred feet. You got magic. Perry, you stay behind us. Let's, I've let's... used my magic. They, they apparently you, see through it. You tapped out then, right? You have nothing <laughs> left. Like, I mean, they know I'm a illusion person. Do you know who they are? you have any inkling who they might be? The guy says, your magic appears quite strong. We're no match for it. Let's hang out. All right, just play along, guys, okay? Let's <laughs> just stay behind me. Let's just play along. And uh, I, I turn around and actually start moving towards them like I own the joint. All right, it's then that you hear the, the tinkle of metal, and you see about 50 yards off to uh, their right, your left, is a dog coming out of the out of the haze. And uh, okay. big big biggest dog you've ever seen it's white and it's padding along towards you and then you realize as it gets closer it's like a giant wolf and it's enormous and Fantastic. and you see like a a 25 year old guy he's white he's got a rifle on his back he's got real almost looks like homemade leathers on him 
and uh, shoes of unknown origin and he's got some stubble and then there's this like gorgeous black woman next to him on a wheelchair and they're kind of rolling their way towards you and she's like you're a long way from home sugar let's sit a spell and chat i just kind of put my arms up with the staff in one hand to say well met have you seen um chicago anywhere nearby by chance <laughs> uh both of their faces light up and and the one on the the left is like i knew it Susanna, i knew it hey man name's eddie and he walks up and he holds out his hand and the dog like kind of snarls a little bit he's like calm down and uh comes over chicago huh what's going on over there what year is it back in chicago it's uh 2005 holy shit 2005 things are moving i all of a sudden he's from the south he's from brooklyn (laughs) (laughs) south brooklyn (laughs) oh maybe that's the accent they have here he's been here too long all right that works for me Uh, (laughs) she's like she's like honey i think we found some people that can help us what do you think we should uh have a fire eat some food you guys bring anything with you candy bars beef jerky uh unfortunately i'm tapped out on food uh i can help with the fire Okay, Perry rummages around in his uh, in his bag, and you notice briefly he's got like a fifth of whiskey. Looks like that cheap Canadian shit, and and then he starts rummaging out some granola bars. And Eddie walks straight towards him, and you see he's got two like dope revolvers on his belt, and uh, slung real low with shells and a kind of bandolier type loops and. He just walks up and he's like, hey, man, why don't you hand over that whiskey? We can make this a real party. You got any Coke in there, too? (laughs) The drink. Oh, good, Eddie says. I got to stay away from that stuff. All right, Susanna. Let's cook up this bunny rabbit we caught. And, uh, yeah, you guys have yourselves a good old fire with Eddie and Susanna Dean who are also lost. Eddie and Susanna. Yeah. Clive Blackstone. Nice to meet you. Hey, nice to meet you too, Clive. <laughs> I did it. I got it. <laughs> but didn't you just never mind. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then he says some midworld shit like thank you, Sai. I'll get this in. Um, she said, I saw that big rift. Where did you guys come from? Uh, we came from city of Chicago. Oh, okay. Uh, that's not like where you born. That's, that's where you came through. Okay. Exactly. Um, well, I came from 1987 and Susanna here. She's like, I can speak for myself, Eddie. I came from 1964. But uh, we've been all over the place. Who's president there at the moment? Oh, that would be a uh, George W. Bush. Okay, they look at each other like, man, I don't know. What, what is that? 
you know, yeah. Bush Jr. Eddie is like, wait, that really goofy guy that, that was Reagan's vice president? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one Dana Carvey always portrayed on Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. There was this funny bit where uh, it was like the Godfather and he found a gun behind the, the toilet tank and he had to shoot. Uh, who's that guy from Panama? Come on, help me out. Susanna. What, uh, and, uh, <laughs> and Jill's like, uh, Noriega? Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do recall that. Saturday Night Live. You know, it's been a while since uh, since I saw that show. So um, we're trying to find our way back to our boss, and uh, somehow we ended up here. How, you guys came through a rift. Did one of you make that thing or, or what? Uh, no. Unfortunately, that was uh, not of our making. Uh, I am... Uh, Skilled at magic, but uh, not that skilled. Wait a minute. Magic? Aren't you from Earth? What are you doing with magic? Well, it is uh, not well known, but we do have some magic practitioners. It's uh, it's a long story. Uh, Okay. (laughs) They look at you like you just grew three heads. Yeah. And they're, they're blown away. And they start whispering to each other. You're not sure what they're talking about. And then they both, like, their eyes get real wide, and uh, the sun's, like, just beating down. It's, like, noon now, just just cooking you guys. And you look through the hazy mirage kind of business that they're looking through, and you swear to God you see a door, like a full-on wooden door with a brass knob just standing there in the middle of nowhere. Huh. It's about 100 feet to the west. It was not there before. You guys see that over there? Jill looks over and she goes, are you doing that? No. Wait, Chicago. Are you doing that? Perry's like, what? What is that? Why is why is there a door in the middle of nowhere? There's only one way to find out, Perry. Eddie and Suzanne sigh and then uh, Eddie pulls his rifle off his back and he trains it on the door and she starts wheeling herself over there. Anybody going to go with her? Yeah, no, I'll follow. Okay. That's what we call in the detective business a lead. <laughs> okay, you get about 20 feet away and the door pops open and you hear the hinges creaking. And then Ooh. you see this huge guy with like a, a chin beard lean through his head. Is It's got to be like twice the size of yours. And he's wearing some kind of freaky greenish robe situation. Uh, it's either like a rich guy's smoking jacket or, you know, something from a movie and his chest is super hairy and it's like poking out and he leans forward and he goes, hello, welcome to the clubhouse. And his eyes are all like wide and crazy like Doc Brown and, uh, he's pushes the door all the way open and you see people in there milling about. There's like torchlight or candlelight or something you hear a fire crackling and eddie and Susanna look at you and they're like what in the deal and uh she just wheels right up to it and eddie's like hold on uh how do we know this is safe and she says we've been out here for a month eddie we're out of food and water let's just go and uh he's like all right after you guys 
Yeah, I'm already walking towards the door, and I'm literally like, how you doing, Clive Blackstone? Uh, you guys got any food? And I just kind of kind of walk through the door like I own the joint. Okay, yeah. You go in, it's this gorgeous, beautiful, like, hotel lobby almost with, like, it's in it circles in the round with, like, a, a weird swirly tree in the middle of it stretching up to the top. It's almost like a log cabin, but it's in this kind of pagoda shape, and the tree just shoots out through the top. All the railings and everything are made to look like leaves and vines and things, and there's just all these weird people from different worlds there's a there's somebody with pointy ears and and kind of forked like eyebrows there's some kind of lizard person there's a blue creature with six arms that smiles and comes up to you guys and uh and it's like hello ah i'm stitch what's your name clive you can call me clive oh hi clive Ooh. What's that thing with wheels? And it goes over and jumps on Susanna's back. And it's like, let's go, come on. And Susanna just looks up between its legs and <laughs> looks over at Eddie. And he's like, I don't know, honey. Roll with it. Ah, but um bump. And uh, scene. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> After that, you you meet Big Bill, uh, also known as Billard P. Staunton. He's a he's a huge dude that turns into a bear sometimes, and he is a wonderful uh, host. You got all kinds of food, water, place to sleep, fresh linens, bearskin rugs, pretty much everything you need. Would a bear person have a bearskin rug? <laughs> That's kind of. Uh contradictory yeah oh and the ghost uh ghost the big yeah. uh giant wolf kind of squeezes in through the door it, its name is and, ghost yeah its name is ghost and it it goes and sits by the fire and they give him a bowl of water and he goes to town yeah i'll, I'll actually kind of uh take my chance and uh see if it'll let me uh scratch it behind the ears like aren't you a good boy <laughs> Is there an animal handling skill? I've got a dog back home, too. Let's see. That'll be empathy plus charm. Flip three cards. Oh, lovely. No joke. No whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Uh, it's a eight, six, and an ace. One ace? Okay. Yep. Do you want to use any drive? You have six drive to spend. Uh, Sure, I'll use a one. So is that one more card? or? Uh-huh. All right, that's just an eight. Okay, yeah, going to use any more? Just go with one. Yeah, I'll, I'll take my chances. I like doggies. Okay, it's it's lip curls a little bit, but it lets you scratch it. It's like he's a good boy. And then uh, you see Big Bill welcoming someone in from the front door, and it's a tall, rangy guy, maybe in his sixties, and. He's wearing the same kind of homemade leathers that Eddie and Susanna are wearing. And they look over and they raise their hands in excitement. And Eddie says, Roland! Hey! And then everybody cheers. Oh. And then it, it's the end. So, how do people find you on the internet? Um, I'm on Twitter at, uh, at Longfellow underscore Matt. That's typically where I 
will make new friends either there or um, uh, you can find me at uh, at Sea Dogs Podcast, specifically Nilbox Tavern. Nice. Yeah, we're over at the clubhouse at Staunton Mill. Uh, the clubhouse, the place with the fire that's all owned by this guy, Bill. And it's it's near a mill, so... That's why it's called that. Um, we also have a Facebook group, but I don't think, I think it'll just be for players for now. It's the character club, but we might do an outward facing thing. Like once, I mean, once you hear this, like shit will be on and popping. Please listen to my other show, Shattered Worlds RPG. Um, you can find me on Twitter at El Jefe Tacoma or SWRPG Pod. I've also got another show called Everything is Awesome with Jeff and KC. We interview writers and other interesting people and talk about heavy subjects in the news. Uh, I think that should do it. I never know how to end these things. <laughs> the music swell. I don't know. Maybe something something crazy, uh, some weird scene. I'll come up with something. <laughs> no problem. Maybe it's you doing your weird lightning storm thing out out in the Alaska wilderness. All right. Well, thank you so much for playing, man. That was awesome, man. You had a good time. I'm going to give you a, uh, a hero point for saving the kid. Uh, okay. Yep. I see that down at the bottom there. And then another one for not attacking Eddie and Susanna. Cause you would have got obliterated. And then one for petting the dog. Oh, sweet. So three total. <laughs> now, normally in this game, somebody would vote for the anti-joker. Yep. But it's just you, so I'm going to give it to you. So now what does... I, I do remember roughly going over that. That's kind of someone that determines when you use something, I believe. You can use it during, uh, during a play session where you just make a joker go away. Okay. All right. All right. You eat some stew and your health comes back to three. Awesome. And uh, I think you can use hero points either in-game or you can actually use them to build up your skills. I don't know about attributes. I'll have to, I'll have to ask the fellas from Pretend Friends about that. Yeah. Um, so, do you want to raise up your skills at all? Um. Or learn a new one? You can learn anything here. There's tons of books, teachers, people... That, Somebody's got the skill, and it's actually, you know what? I would like to actually dust up on my um, uh, lore of this. Is this Midworld? Mm-hmm. I would like to dust up on my lore of this world while I'm spending time at the lodge. Or uh, okay, cool. So if there's like, I don't know if there's an actual. No, there's not an actual lore or history. There's law and there's survival. I, let's just make a lore skill. Lore or history or something. You've got you've got one in it. Yeah, yeah, and that'll, uh, you can use that pretty much with anything, even though you'll be going to different worlds and stuff. So, yeah. just, so just put a one in there, it's not a practice or anything. Yeah, there's a really old computer, like an Apple IIe, and it's got all kinds of floppy disks. I don't do well around <laughs> technology. Uh, an interesting thing with Wizards, uh, where I come from, is uh, uh, technology does not mesh well with uh, magic. That must be what's wrong with me. 
<laughs> Technology just goes It's like haywire. the more advanced it is and the more technological it is, the more magic kind of kind of scrambles with it. So um one interesting thing which uh if it works in this world that's up to you, but if I wanted to I could like focus some magical energy and kind of hex something that's very technological. Um, just kind of like it would just kind of like short circuit or something like a radio or something like that. Fantastic. 